More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Monday, November 28th edition of the program. We have Elon Musk calling out Apple because they're telling us that Apple might pull all advertising from Twitter. What is going on here with the platform wars online? We'll discuss. Plus, China has a major uprising on its hands, at least by Chinese uh, Communist Party standards, against the insane COVID lockdowns. Where does Fauci, where does the Biden administration stand on all of that? And a U.S. player does an excellent job handling a hostile question from a member of the Iranian uh, press propaganda about the U.S. men's national soccer team and the World Cup. We'll get into all of that here coming up in just a second. But have you ever thought about being a real estate investor, but you didn't have the time or expertise to do it on your own? I felt exactly the same way as you until about a year ago when I met my friends at Done For Your Real Estate. They found me an amazing property, rented it out for me right away, and now I get a check every month like clockwork. Visit doneforyoubuck.com to see how this works. That's doneforyoubuck.com. They'll take you through every step of the process from what region you should be thinking about investing in uh, what what house you should actually buy. And they'll teach you about why real estate over the long term, if you do it smart, can really be a great way to build wealth and financial security for yourself. So you learn. You got experts. I've bought multiple houses with done for your real estate. And my brothers are now done for you. Clients. Others will be uh, other friends of mine are as well. And I hope you will be one, too. 
Go to doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey today. That's doneforyoubuck.com. All right, so let, let's. I got to start with this. the The situation over at uh, at Twitter is fascinating because you have a free speech platform that is uh, going right now that had been essentially a left wing province uh, for over a decade. Right, they were able to control it. They were able to perhaps throw elections with it, the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, the stuff that was going on was egregious, egregious what was happening. And here, for example, is how Howie Kurtz over at Fox News pointing out that journalists who are supposed to be about free speech and the free exchange of ideas, the lib journos hate the new Twitter because they want the suppression of conservative ideas. Play 12. When you see this newspaper headline, opening the gates of hell, That might be a subtle clue that you're not getting an unbiased report, but that's how the latest decision by Elon Musk is described in a Washington Post news story. With that quote from a Harvard instructor who also says Apple and Google should consider booting Twitter off the App Store. Pluck for the headline. Elon Musk made clear from the start he's a free speech advocate who would end permanent bans in most cases. And most journalists prefer the old rules which usually penalize conservatives. Now, Musk is fair grain for criticism. But how about a token effort to include a couple of voices who don't think he's taking us all to hell? You know, he's making it a better platform, which so many people already see. Notice that he's he's apparently fired something like 75% of Twitter employees, and it's running fine, and it seems to be getting better all the time it seems like there are constantly upgrades being made and there's a lot that's being done um that is making it a place where you can actually get a fair shake now this is a good thing the journos are terrified about this because they've gotten used to information dominance over a long period of time they've gotten used to getting exactly what they want from companies like twitter and youtube and facebook and you name it Obviously, Alphabet owns Google, Google owns YouTube, but it's the same basic idea. You understand what's going on here. And the fact that now Tim Cook is, one, Elon called them out on a tweet earlier today, pulling ads from Twitter. So now Apple won't advertise on Twitter? Why? Because Twitter is a place where you can actually share ideas that are, oh, I don't know, in line with the science, the actual science on COVID when it comes to masks, vaccines. You can express your doubts about an election or an electoral process in some capacity. Yeah, that's right. These are things that in a healthy and free society people can do. Now, they can be they can be shouted at by other people. And, you know, there's going to be vigorous debate and that's all fine. But why should we accept that there's only one group, one part of our society, uh, one part of the political spectrum that is going to be in a position where they're able to do this? Makes no sense at all. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and so finally, we're, we're seeing a pushback against this. But the fact that Apple is pulling ads and then may even pull the Twitter app from its app store. So now now they're doing they're trying to run the playbook of Parler. Remember, what they did a Parler all over again. They pulled it from the app stores. And then they eventually when that wasn't enough, they shut down its AWS. Amazon shut down Parler's servers, just kicked them off the Internet effectively. Sorry. Oh, you thought that we were just a company providing a service? No, we're woke, too. They're looking to try to do that now. It's going to be more difficult with Twitter because Elon is a billionaire many, many, many times over, has tremendous uh, not only connections in Silicon Valley, 
but also an understanding of these systems. So it's going to be hard for them. But Apple may be picking a big fight here. And it's one that we absolutely have to see win. I don't know if, if what ends up happening is people start switching over to the Android phone. Will Google, which is a left-wing company as well, will it at least allow Twitter to exist on its platform if Apple won't? Or even will Elon Musk maybe consider being in the, um, in the game of making phones? Is that the next? I know that seems crazy, but look, the guy makes electric cars. He makes batteries. Now he run, owns Twitter. There are a lot of things that he very well could do here. And we shall just have to see how this plays out. But it's very important. I mean, for free speech, for the future of this country, it is absolutely critical that this mission continue of having at least one platform, just one platform online of the social media variety that allows for the free and open exchange of ideas. Um, it would be a, a game changer. I think people need to recognize that. It is absolutely essential. And Apple, it just goes to show you, there are people that run these companies, even some of the most storied companies in the world, a lot of them are either scared of the wokeness or they're woke themselves. And until they feel real economic consequences to their decision-making against freedom and free speech, they're going to continue to do it. Speaking of the consequences for free speech, let's talk about China and what's happening there with these uh, protests. I mean, there's something of an uprising against the COVID lockdowns. Where's the Biden administration on all this? We'll get into that in a second. Luxury items normally come with big price tags attached. You know that, but not so right now with the most luxurious office chair you'll ever see. I'm sitting in one right now. The X chair. It's amazing. I mean, this is my favorite office chair of all time. And right now, the X chair is only $20 a month if you finance it. $20 a month. So for less than a dollar a day, you can get something that's going to make the hours spent at your desk a thousand times more comfortable and productive. I love this X chair I'm sitting in. If I could get everyone I know one of these, the gift reviews would be over the top. Until you sit in one of these X chairs, you can only partially appreciate what I'm sharing with you right now. There's an X chair for every style and budget. You want an X chair in a really cool color? They got all kinds of colors. They got all kinds of modifications to things you can do. You can add a footrest, armrest, all sorts of things. X chair for every style and budget. There's an X chair for you out there right now. Check out all the options and their amazing financing plans at xchairbuck.com. That's the letter X chair, B U C K.com. No other chair can compare to X chair. Xchairbuck.com right now. All right, so let's talk about China here for a second and what is what is going on there. Um, Fauci, first of all, Fauci's on Face the Nation with uh, with Margaret Brennan. How can you be a parent? How can you be an American at this point and not find Fauci utterly contemptuous? I really mean this. I really want to know. How is it possible that somebody could listen to this this awful Fauci? You know, we're talking maybe about doing more a possible maybe lockdown in the future of the schools and not just feel like something really gross has occurred. And this guy has admitted no wrongdoing and he's still out there. He hasn't even admitted that he was wrong. Never mind wrongdoing. Won't even admit that what he said wasn't true. Here's Dr. Fauci telling face the nation host, Margaret Brennan that, you know, maybe, I don't know, should schools close down? Tough call. Play clip one. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When you talk about shutting down schools, there's always 
the collateral That's also effects. radioactive. <laughs> it is, exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance, and you do it in real time, depending upon the viral load of disease in your region. So you have to have the local authorities evaluate on a situation-by-situation basis the potential collateral deleterious effects with the effects of what might happen if you have so many kids getting infected. This is just totally untrue because it's not a trade-off between the great things that can happen as a result of um, lockdowns, the benefits versus the draw. It's all drawback. There's only drawback. But Fauci hasn't accepted yet that lockdowns were not just a bad idea. They were entirely wrong idea. There is no aspect of them that made any sense. There's nothing about lockdowns that were a good thing uh, from a health uh, perspective. And what's interesting is that there is the largest country in the world right now, China, where lockdowns are still ongoing, still happening in China. It has not stopped. And here is a CNN reporter on the Chinese COVID protests that have broken out. Play five. I'm in the center of a protest in Beijing right now. They're chanting that they don't want COVID tests. They want freedom. They've been chanting this for hours. People have gathered here in the center of Beijing to protest the COVID measures. We are in Taoyang District. This is the city center. This is also where the authorities have urged people to stay at home because the COVID outbreak is severe here. Now, the area is also important because this is where the American embassy is over there. There are many foreign embassies over here. There is a heavy police presence. I am surrounded by police. They're telling me to shift in a little bit. And if we just turn the camera around, you'll see there is a row of police. There is mostly young people who have gathered here. And many people are also holding white papers in their hands, which is a sign of solidarity against censorship. A sign of solidarity against censorship. To do this in China requires real bravery because the Chinese Communist Party will make people disappear, imprison them, torture them, execute them for being any kind of threat to the regime, for speaking out against the kind of control that Xi Jinping absolutely demands. And so what we see here is in China, the zero COVID policy continues on to the point where even the Chinese people who are used to living without freedom are used to an authoritarian government, are used to the totalitarianism of the Chinese Communist Party at some level, they're saying this is just intolerable. They had a uh, a fire in a building in western China, in the Xinjiang uh, province, and 10 people died because they wouldn't let them leave the building because of COVID rules. So there's a fire, people are dying in a fire And the Chinese authorities are saying, sorry, COVID's too dangerous for us. We have to keep our zero COVID policy. Think about how Orwellian this is. It's a zero COVID policy, they say. Meanwhile, they've had lots of COVID. They're setting records right now. So it's never going to, it's it's never zero COVID. It never has been zero COVID. The virus spreads. If humans interact, if humans live their lives, there will be COVID out there. It will spread to people. That's what's going to happen. Ah, but you see, even in our own country, There is still a desire among some Democrats. There's still people on the left who think that there's something to be said for the Chinese approach, that they take the virus really seriously. And the Biden administration said, oh, well, COVID zero is not our policy. Okay, but what about speaking out about how heinous and and evil it is? Well, they won't because Fauci's out there still saying, you know, maybe we got to lock down schools. Maybe we uh, 
I mean, here's Fauci earlier this year, this year, praising China for their lockdowns. Play two. Their complete lockdown, which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States, although that prevents the spread of infection. And remember, early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated so that when you open up, you won't have a surge of infections. The problem is that the vaccines that they've been using are not nearly as effective as the vaccines that are used in the United States, the UK, EU and other places. Now, that's actually not the problem with lockdown. Notice he just says their vaccines aren't good enough. No, the whole concept is wrong. See, this is the part where you have to really drill down. This is the part where you have to see Fauci for who he really is. All lockdowns, all shutdowns were wrong. What we did in this country was wrong. What China is still doing is wrong. And the Democrats, many of them here in America, it's, for them it's just a matter of time. Oh, we get another really bad COVID season? Maybe it's time for some lockdowns. They, they won't give this up. And I think at some level it's because they like to be told what to do, but also they refuse to admit that they were wrong. Now, here's uh, something I've been watching some of the U.S. men's national team uh, play soccer. I've seen I've seen all the U.S. men's games. Uh, I've also watched some other uh, some other games in the in the World Cup. Uh, I, I like soccer a bit. I'm not a super sports watcher in general, but I like soccer a bit. And the the captain of the men's team today, because we got a big game tomorrow where the U.S. is going to be playing Iran, uh, but Tyler Adams, who's the, I believe, the U.S. men's captain, certainly a, a celebrated member of the U.S. men's national team, he was asked a question by an Iranian journalist. Listen to the way this journalist sneers at Tyler Adams. You say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. This is, this is straight out of the Soviet playbook, what the Iranians are doing, trying to compare the moral failings of the U.S. and the moral failings of Iran. Well, basically they say Iran has no moral failings. Iran is a... For, before I get too into this... I want to note that the U.S. men's captain here did a phenomenal job in response to this. Let me play his response. Go for it. My apologies on the mispronunciation of your country. That being said, you know, there's discrimination everywhere you go. One thing that I've learned is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. I grew up in a, in a white family with an obviously an African-American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures and I, I was very, very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So, um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So, yeah, it's a process, I think, as, as long as you see progress that's the most important thing so first of all he handles it perfectly and uh we are proud as americans of him and of the whole u.s men's team for competing and and for doing doing well so far they just held england to a draw but we're just proud that they're out there representing the u.s well and he handles the question beautifully but I iran is a bigoted country 
um, treats people from the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ community terribly, as we know, treats them as though they're criminals still, uh, will imprison and even execute people uh, from that from that community. And also is a very racist society in its own way. Uh, ethnic minorities, uh, racial minorities in Iran are treated terribly. So it's just a lie. The whole thing is a lie. But notice, notice it's so interesting to me that there, there will be those in this country who say, yeah, they'll actually, the left in this country at some level will, will cheer on Iran's attacks against America. Because anti-Americanism is always fashionable for left-wingers, as we know. Um, and, and it's, look, I just, I think that the team captain here did a phenomenal job responding and Iran, Iran versus Iran. I mean, that's a tomato, tomato thing. All right. So back off plenty of people say we, we speak English. We don't speak Farsi. So we're going to pronounce things a, a little bit differently. But it was the whole thing. It was so condescending. I mean, he was really sneering at the U S captain here. And, and I really hope, I mean, the best way that this could be handled is if the U S Men's national team just absolutely kicks their butts tomorrow, uh, kicks the Iranians' butts tomorrow. I really hope that happens. Thanks for rolling with me here on uh, Buck Sexton Show. More tomorrow, and I will certainly be talking to you then. Shields high. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.